This is my story of how I'm starting a side hustle in real time. So I do recommend you start at episode one if this is your first time here. If you are finding this journey helpful or even just a little bit entertaining, please share this with anyone you think could relate to it. It is true that spreading the word really does help, and I would appreciate it so much. Okay, let's get started. In last week's episode, I brought you into one of my therapy sessions where we talk about the guilt I'm feeling about the thought of quitting my nine to five job. This week, I open up to you more about other life goals I have, and we even go to a used car lot to inquire about vans. Yes, it is related to my life goals. This is a story of starting over in your 30s told in real time and how I'm trying to navigate my way through a confusing juncture in life. I have suddenly realized the life I'm living is not the life I want. In each episode, I'll be sharing every step of my journey as it's unfolding in real time, the good, the bad, the ugly. From starting a side hustle to completely reconsidering and questioning every goal I ever made for myself in my 20s, I'll be taking you on this journey with me to figure out my life all over again. I have a confession to make that I've only told a few people in my life because, well, if I'm honest, I wanted to avoid people's judgment. For the last several years, I've had this life goal to buy a large delivery type of van. I wanted to renovate it into a tiny house on wheels and start living the van life lifestyle. You know those large vans that deliver your Amazon packages to your house? Yeah, I want a van about that size. My goal would be to drive the van from Dubai to the UK, making it the most adventurous road trip of a lifetime. I would definitely have to quit my job by that point because... I want the road trip to be without any specific timelines. I want to get on the road and embark on a new life adventure. If the road trip took six months, 12 months, or even two years, then so be it. A dream like this would take a lot of planning and a lot of budgeting. So it's always been a dream that has felt way too far out of reach for the last several years. And of course, I'd have to figure out the logistics for my Huskies to join this amazing road trip. I've had this dream for several years now, but a couple of weeks ago, I told my boyfriend that I needed to start figuring out if the dream was even possible, because I cannot let go of this idea in my head to live the van life life. And I want to figure out if we can do this together. To be honest, the real catalyst for me to start looking into this was honestly because, as I mentioned before my previous episodes, my car broke down recently and it was too far gone that I had to sell it off for scrap. For the last several weeks, I've been trying to figure out what I'm going to do about a car long term. I just started renting a car for the next month, but because I don't want to waste my money on car rentals, I need to buy or lease a new car fairly soon. So because I know I'm going to have to spend some money on this car, I thought to myself, What if instead of buying another car, I take this opportunity to start looking into large vans? I don't know, maybe my car breaking down was a sign. Maybe if my car never broke down, I might not have found the courage 
to really pursue this crazy dream of mine. Maybe I needed my car to break down to actually start looking into vans and see if my van life dream is possible. As you know, this whole year, I've been on this journey of figuring out how to start a side hustle to pursue a different lifestyle. I want to leave the current 9-to-5 corporate life that I'm in and really try to find my true purpose in life. And because I know that I've had this dream sitting in the back of my head for the last several years, I feel like I now owe it to myself to start figuring out the logistics. For some reason, it is really scary to start the process of pursuing your dreams because there's so much to do around the whole topic. But this podcast has been a nonstop experiment of me trying to get over those fears. So in this episode, you will join me and my boyfriend as we head to a used car lot outside of Dubai and we start looking for used vans. I have to warn you, the audio will not be the best, again, because the background noise is quite heavy, but I hope you stay with me on this one. I promise, I will keep working to improve the audio quality as I keep recording in the real world. And don't worry, I also have a lot of side hustle updates for this week, because there's been a lot of back and forth with suppliers, so I catch you up on all these details at the end of the episode. So after having some deep conversations with my boyfriend about my van life dreams, he agreed to help me start looking for vans. He knew of this used car lot that was a bit outside of town. So imagine driving about 30 minutes outside of town and off the highway, you see several acres and acres of used cars of literally all makes, models, years, colors, all of it. They're all parked back to back. There's everything from Bentleys to F-150s and basically everything in between. As you enter the car lot, you drive along these small roads to go in between the rows and rows of used cars. And as you drive, you just start looking for cars that pique your interest. So we're going through these lanes of used cars, and my boyfriend kept reminding me to keep my eyes on the right. He's looking to the left. I'm pretty sure. You keep your eyes on the right. Is there like a van section? They seem to be like sectioned out. Kind of. We are on the lookout for Ford Transits, which, if you've never seen one before, they kind of look like Mercedes Sprinter vans. What, you see a van? <gasps> oh, well, it's a Ford! Duh, oh my god. We might <coughs> walk away with a van today. You wouldn't. I mean, I'll be like, I'm coming back next weekend. <laughs> Pretty soon, after we start driving through the rows of used cars, we see a small section of vans. I was shocked how fast we saw these vans. I'm not going to lie. I did not have high hopes at all, but I was really excited. I was ready to walk away with a van today. My boyfriend and I get out of the car and start walking around these vans. Oh my god. Yeah, well, we want the tall ones. That one would be perfect. This is too tall. You won't be able to park it. You think? This can't go into a mall. That can. We immediately start assessing the pros and cons of the vans around us. There are a couple of Ford Transits and several extended GMC cargo vans. Perfect. Which one? GMC? 
But I thought we wanted... You were saying we need tall, though, because, like, you would be too... You'd I mean, be too squished. Find taller of this. Can we open it? Yeah, we'll go ahead and ask. Oh, this is a beauty. Okay, let's just find out how much these are. Let me find a way to get to the door. We were all alone, surrounded by vans. We were trying to figure out how to get some information about these vans. And suddenly, out of nowhere, this older-looking man with gray hair appeared right in front of us. My boyfriend started speaking to him in Arabic. They started talking about the specifics of the vans. This is, of course, where I let my boyfriend do all of the talking. Wait, wait, year And four-wheel drive? 2016-2017. So no four-wheel drive. There were two Ford Transits that were next to each other that looked very intriguing to me. The owner of the used car lot let us know that he's selling one of the vans for 68,000 dirhams, which is equivalent to about $18,500. See, it's a bit high. What? For 2016, what's the mileage? Yeah, 68,000 for that. While the guy is going to get the car keys, we start talking logistics about the costs and the specifications. We also notice that there's something inside the Ford Transit. Well, there's something already inside. Yeah, so it's usually a female salon. So there's already a yeah. <laughs> that, that saves you. That, okay, maybe 68, it's not bad. <laughs> oh my god, I got so excited. I want to know who this girl got to build her salon in it. That's a refrigerator. Hmm. Yes, it does look like this particular Ford Transit we were looking at could be more than we thought we were going to find today. So before the guy returns, I asked my boyfriend to tell me what the car salesman said about the two vans that we were interested in. So what were you asking him? I don't know. I need someone to be honest with me. Like, is there anything wrong with the van? Like, just change the wheels into newer ones, you know? Yeah. Newer version. We need, like, mountain ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about, uh, like, did you ask him the difference between the vans? Like, this is 2017, 16? It's like four-wheel drive? I believe so. Mm, okay, that would make sense. Oh, there's a little van, but it's kind of... Too small. Yeah, too short. This is automatic here as well. I want to know how long he's had these. Transit 350. I should look that one up. The guy returns to us with keys in hand. Oh, how cool. It's already built, which is nice. Can we go inside? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, so this is a step, by the way. Oh, okay. So that's a cooling room. Oh, okay. Oh, that's what the refrigerator thing was. Yeah. It feels just starter. I mean, it feels very compact and there's no entry into the... Yeah, well, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like you could still get a little yeah, more space. So, like, what's good is that they already built an AC here. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that is really nice. No, this is the exact size of it. Yeah. That's the wheel. But I wonder how much... I mean, this is too tall. I don't think this is too tall. It's too tall. Way too tall. We won't be able to go into anywhere. That's okay. Anywhere. Not even your parking. I know. That my parking, I know, but... But I feel like we would hate the low space, like we would hate it. My boyfriend and I are inside the large Ford Transit van. It has a really high roof, allowing us to stand up straight. We can't decide if that's more of a pro or more of a con. 
I want to compare it to the other Ford Transit that's next to us. It is the same make and model, but it's completely stripped from the inside. So we would have to add our own insulation and electrical to it. What about the other one? Can you show us that? This one. Because it's all empty, so we can see it empty really quick. We go inside the second Ford Transit, and I start making mental comparisons between the two. The second Ford Transit, it's going for about 60,000 dirhams, or just over $16,000. Oh, okay. What was this before? Like, what's this? Is this the original? Uh, this is just for transportation. Oh, okay. So, there's nothing in this. Automatic gear. Oh. What year is this? 2017. 2017. That one's okay. 16. Okay. What's the mileage? Do you know? Up to 100. Okay. 40. Because my boyfriend and I agree that the extra tall vans could be an issue for us since we wouldn't be able to enter any type of parking garage or potentially have limited storage options, I tell my boyfriend that we should go inside the GMC cargo van just to be able to compare it. It is still a pretty long van, which is good, but since its height would not pose any parking issues or storage issues, we should go and feel it out. It's a DMC for me. No. Let's get inside. Let's see how you feel. We get inside the GMC and it immediately feels different. I mean, too short. It would work in the sense of like. Lengthwise is the same length. Yeah. Okay. Is it? Yeah, it's the same length. Um. But height-wise, like the only okay, way, you know, whatever. yeah, the only way it would work is if a lot of stuff is done outside. Yeah. Okay. Heat, rain. Yeah. But it's an option. Like if we want to start small. Okay. Thank you. We say thank you to the salesman and get back into our car. We start driving around in between the rows of cars and continue our search. We start seeing a lot of Toyota cargo vans around us. Toyotas are reliable. Nissan is more reliable. Um, I mean, Toyotas are. I'm just saying height-wise. Height-wise, body-wise, size-wise. Because there's that Toyota that's a little bit taller, but not as tall as the Transit. The one that's, did you see? This uh, Toyota here? I saw it. But what, like, would you rather do a Toyota that's tall, but not as tall? I would need a Ford GMC. Like those oh, okay. oh my god, that just got me so freaking excited. Oh, it's Sprinter. Oh, wow. That's too tiny. Too yeah. Short. But there's so many here. Yeah. Oh my goodness, this is so freaking cool. 68,000 is not bad. 68,000, we keep the insulation and the AC and then just like... Work on everything. Yeah, just like tear everything else down. Even tear out the AC and then re-put it in in a nice way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, uh, the components are already there. We can just reformat it and change it up. And as you can tell, I cannot contain my excitement. I'm 12 out of 10 on the excitement meter. I felt like I could actually dream again. And that was a really good feeling. Damn. That is legit, like... Oh my god, I just want to drive off with it. Imagine we drive off with a van and we start cruising. So what did he say? Like, what do we have to do? He has no idea about any of the 
specs or anything about the car. Yeah, that's fine. But like, what do we have that's to? That's not fine. Okay, fair. It's not fine because he's the one that's selling it and he should know. But if I wanted to buy it, could I? Could I take it to a mechanic? Could I look up yeah, all of, of the? Okay, so did you ask him if we're interested? What should we do? Should we call him? Should we just go there and buy it? Yeah, but I, we don't want to buy it until it gets checked and stuff. Yeah, they take it to this place right here in the back side. It gets checked. No, not that kind of check. Like, I'd want um, my landlord's guys to, like, do a deep check. I won't accept that. Why? Because he could tell me the engine's fine and everything's fine. That could be completely false. Of course, with every dream, a wave of reality hits. As much as I would love to jump in and take a massive risk and start embarking on my crazy dream of building out a van life van, we have to also make sure we're being smart about it. Regardless, I was buzzing with happiness the whole ride home, just dreaming of how I would renovate my tiny little home on wheels. I'll keep you posted if we make any progress on the van life dream, but for now, it still remains just a dream. As promised, I do have some side hustle updates this week. So this week, I've had four days off of work. I've been trying to make these four days as productive as possible. Usually, I would go out of town or do a staycation, but this year, during this time off work, I wanted to check off some things off of my life goals to-do list. I spent several hours this week going back and forth with one of the suppliers that's currently making my new sample. She was reaching out to me a lot this week. She had several things she wanted to get clarified about my new design features. I actually appreciated how many questions she had for me. It made me feel like she is making sure the design that they are building is exactly what I want. She has been asking me questions like, where should the location of the spout be? Where do I want my logo to be placed? How big do I want the pockets to be? Would I want elastic or zippers to close the pockets? And several other questions like that. Since we were getting into the details of the sample, I took this opportunity to let her know that I had been testing the previous sample that she made for me. And when I did, the water from the aluminum pouch started leaking all over the bag. She took that feedback and she helped me to change the material for the aluminum pocket. She ensured that changing the material will help to make it waterproof. She gave me a few more tips of advice and some suggestions for my beach bag, which really helped me make sure that this sample will be exactly what I want it to be. Fingers crossed, I'm really hopeful that this will come out exactly how I envisioned it. We still have some time before this sample will be ready to be shipped to me, but I'm really looking forward to seeing it in person now. While I was speaking with that supplier, I was simultaneously talking to my other two suppliers who I had worked with previously for the first round of samples I got. I needed to buy the samples for the two other beach bags because the goal here is for me to be able to make comparisons against all three suppliers. I need to be able to compare three samples and three suppliers on the cost the quality, and how well we work together. After asking my second supplier for an update on the cost per unit and also the cost of the sample for the new design I sent them, they finally responded back to me. 
my mouth dropped to the floor when I opened the Excel sheet. The cost of the sample I bought from my first supplier for this new design was $120, which unfortunately is the expected cost. So when I saw the cost of the sample for the second supplier, I was shocked. They were going to charge me $290 for this second sample, and also they were charging me twice as much for the cost per unit compared to the other suppliers. I immediately wrote the supplier back and told her these costs were more than double the other suppliers that I'm working with, and I asked her to explain me why was this cost so different. She explained to me that it's because the materials that I want to use are different now, but this still did not make sense to me because the other suppliers are using the same materials that I want to use, and they are charging me half of the cost. Since the cost she was quoting me was so much higher, I thought it wasn't even worth negotiating. I told her I would not be moving forward with working with them right now, and she simply said, okay, and that was that. Then I turned to the third supplier, and I asked them to send me the same pricing information. What I got sent back to me made me feel a lot better. The cost of the sample from this third supplier would be $115, plus another $40 on top of that for shipping, so the total cost would be $155 for this sample. It is a little bit higher than the first sample I paid for, but still reasonable enough. And honestly, I just didn't have the energy to go back and forth on it, so I told them that I just want to move forward and to send me the payment link, which he did immediately. I processed the payment, and now the third supplier is getting started on making me a sample based on my new beach bag design. So, as a recap, the sample from the first supplier cost me $120 and should hopefully be done soon. I said goodbye to the second supplier because they quoted me $290 for the sample. No thank you. And luckily, the third supplier checked out, and I paid $155 for that sample which they are starting to work on now. So this is where things are this week for my side hustle quest. Let's see how things go next week. But I do hope my first sample will be ready to be shipped to me by next week. Stay tuned next week to see if the sample's ready to go. And also, there are so many things I want to share next week. For example, I had a call with my financial planner last week, and I really want to share with you some takeaways about where I stand on my financial plans as I get ready for some big purchases. Some big purchases I have coming up are, number one, making a big bulk order for my beach bag samples. Number two, getting a car, or I don't know, maybe if I really am daring, buying a van. Number three, paying for egg freezing. And there are a few other things that I'll share with you as well. My goal is to shed some light on how I'm trying to financially plan for my future entrepreneurship life in hopes that it helps you too. If you like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast. And to help spread the word as we're brand new, rate and review us five stars to help get this podcast out there. Follow us on our Instagram page at starting over underscore in real time for more fun content about the journey. 
any and all support is always appreciated. I cannot wait to continue to share this journey with you.